It's been five years since the continent-wide attacks of a flight of ancient dragons, and the scars of that conflict still linger across the struggling Republic of Tal'Dorei. Rebuilding and recovery are matched by opportunism and scheming, and all the while enigmatic powers, long dormant, wait to be found. Rise of the Ancients is a D&D 5th edition actual play campaign set in Exandria, the world of Matthew Mercer's critical role and incorporating material from Arcana of the Ancients, a science fantasy resource book by Monty Cook Games. Our intro music is by Jasmine Rosa. If you need your own theme music, you can reach her at coffeexedge at gmail.com. Uh, so if we go up to the other balcony, um, Delilah and Gabriel sort of leaning against the, um, the banister, the, the, um, the looking out. Oh, fancy. Uh, looking out over the lake. What are you, what are you up to? Um, well, I think I just like flat out, I, yeah, I just turned to Gabriel. So where do we go from here? What do, what's the... What's the next step? What are what's going on? What are our plans? What are you thinking? What am I thinking? This is a lot. Well, I um, it is a lot to take in right now. I agree. Um, I don't want to talk business. I want to get to know you, um, and I do want to. Uh, I feel as if that dinner went well. As if we. Uh, I mean, I apologize, of course, for Bin. She's rather protective. But everyone else, um, they seem to get along great, just fine. And, um, you know, I I particularly wanted um, you to get a chance to meet all of them as well. Yeah, and I think it's it's good that your friends protect you. Uh, they don't they don't know who I am, and they don't know anything about me at this point, uh, other than you know what you guys have been told and. One of those things you were told was my untimely death. So I understand her having some questions. Um, and maybe I could have handled it better. But, um, you know, I think we're, we're all learning. <laughs> That's not our MO. Bin grew up in a very um, demanding situation. She learned early on to cut directly to the center of a situation. Yeah. Um, I, I understand that. I respect that. I think in that way, we, we are quite similar. Um, as for next steps, um, I would be pleased if you would come back again at your earliest convenience um, I don't want to rush into anything, um, but I believe that this is a good relationship that we can continue to build. I know that um, our organizations are very keen on tying me to you, and I, I believe that uh, that is not something I want to step too heavily upon. It is something I would like to do. I think we are on the same page there. Um, it is something that I would like to explore, but I don't love the idea of it being thrust upon us. And I, uh, I do know that that is at this point, consider an obligation. Um, but I would like to get to know you a little bit more and hope that it becomes more of a want and less of a need. I agree. And what would be the best way to get to know you? Um... I guess, well, I guess if you have any questions for me, you can ask me a question and we can kind of go from there. Um, I would say, do you like to sail? 
I do. I grew up uh, sailing quite a bit. Um, I love sailing. Yes. <laughs> um, we could uh, perhaps take an evening sail out on this lake. Now or a different day? Now. Now would be if you... Yeah, yes, yes. Wonderful. I will um, get someone to ready my boat. Cool. Yeah. And he's sort of angling for a nice romantic uh, sail in the evening. Definitely not a murder sail. No. Um, I am going to go change as um, this dress is not necessarily the best for sailing. Um, but... But um, I'll uh, I'll meet you back here in a few minutes. Yes, wonderful, excellent. Um, and he'll sort of like give you a formal bow, the kind of nod back, and I just go get changed into the outfit I was wearing earlier. I think put Sounds on a pair good. of blue jeans. It's the best sailing attire you can come to. Sailing pants on. Yeah, and um, so you'll go out. The boat is, um, you know, it's not huge, huge. It's definitely sort of a lake boat, more of like a um, 10 meter sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. A little bit big. But anyways, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, a smaller sort of nice sailing boat and, and it just goes out and he's got like a couple of people that are mostly managing the boat just so that you're out there. And um, conversation goes on. He's very, very like gentlemanly and polite and uh, trying to get to know you more. Also, don't wear jeans when you're sailing. It's a terrible idea. Jeans into a life preserver. Preserver is not a word. Preserver. Yeah, preserver. 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 Life preserver. But seriously, it's the most uncomfortable thing you'll ever experience. A life preserver? No, jeans on a sailboat. Oh. <clears throat> um, and throughout sort of the the sail, he'll tell you about um, you know the uh the life that he's kind of living here where he has to really um uh sort of bring in a whole bunch of custom and customers and the the auction house has a reputation that has has brought in quite a lot of uh of business already but he's got to maintain that and he didn't really in his youth follow the training that he was supposed to be doing so there's a lot of catch up and how long ago did his dad pass away a couple of years about two years ago okay okay um yeah i guess i talked to him a little bit about like my kind of childhood a bit too but i'm very specific with what i tell him such as? Like, I just talk a little bit about, like, my sisters and growing up and, like, my dad was overprotective and, like, that type of thing. But I don't get into, like, too, too much details. Ben said sisters at dinner. Yeah, Delilah has told you that she, well. I have. Mm-hmm. Azara told you that there were sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't listen to Azara. <laughs> but um yeah when you mention an overprotective father he says that must have been very hard my father he gave me a lot of freedom and a lot of trust yeah i never knew if it was just my dad's way of parenting or if it was the fact that we were girls or what but um with it just being girls i guess we'll never know was that like a low-key flex on his part? Oh man, that sounds so terrible. My dad was rad. No, he was more thinking back fondly. 
about how cool his dad was when they like raced their sailboats around the lake. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so the sailboat it goes off. There's no real craziness that happens. I feel like I kiss him at one point. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, he's definitely open and interested, and it's it's a nice kiss, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah somehow that Sumi's giving you a thumbs up. And um, like, we're watching. Think of me. <laughs> so when the uh, the sale ends and you go up, is um, is there any subtext of heading to the same room, or do you mm. go to your own? Uh, yeah, I, we go up the stairs, and then he starts going like to his room, and I was like, "Aren't you coming this way?" <laughs> like I just like flat out like, "Snap, come this way with me now." <laughs> You will oh. later. Yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, he'll head off with you. Um, but, and of course, fade to black and everything, but uh, he will... Uh, like, if you wake up a little bit later, he will have headed to his own bed. Oh, snap. No, and Delilah's all good with that. She's like, perfect. Like, exactly what she wants. Oh, yeah. Delilah's totally a jock. <laughs> like um, a real Chad. So, what does Sumi do after her four hours of trance? I would like to, we can just kind of like go through this quickly and have to roleplay it all. I just want to sneak out into the city in, like, my rattiest clothes and try to, like, get down with the low lives and um, just do a little bit of digging about what might be going on at the auction house that's unsavory. Oh, very good. Okay. Um, um, can I tell you a secret about my background that might be helpful? Yeah. Oh, son of a bitch. evil, evil thing. I love background. Patrick's so upset he's not getting any secrets. Mm -hmm. So I would say make that an investigation check with advantage due to your background. Yay! Investigation, uh, not a, yeah, that makes sense. There is no streetwise. No streetwise, no no knowledge local. (gasps) 20! So 20. Okay, uh, let me take a quick look at some notes. Feet are so sweaty. Your feet are sweaty? I've been sitting on them all cross-legged. Is it because of secrets? Do secrets make your feet sweat? No, the lack of secrets. Not knowing the secrets. Therefore, there are too many secrets. When there are no more secrets, that means that all the secrets are out in the open. So um, what you would find out after speaking to a couple of uh, interesting people who are informants in the underground and, you know, greasing a couple of palms with silvers and whatnot, um, you find out that Lord Gabriel Reimer uh, was really headed to a dark place, like spending money faster than the auction house made it, uh, sort of like a really... uh, downward spiral after his father died and it all really turned around about three months ago do they know what happened three months ago no it's just suddenly he seemed to be taking everything a lot more seriously um and there were sort of uh like changes at the auction house, the lavish parties like became ones that were really business focused rather than just debauchery and like that sort mm. of stuff, like a real turn in like a real corner turned. Um, do they mention about what organization he might have ties with? Uh, yes, they would say that he owed a ton of money to the myriad. The myriad. He said it okay. out loud. He said it out loud. and then so i'll like spend kind of like the early morning doing this and then when it's like dawn breaking i'll go find like a soup kitchen for orphans to like give food out at for breakfast of course nice and Corey, you had a question i don't remember 
Um, I have another question. Was there anything else, like, throughout the night that, like, me spending the night with him that would have, like, set off my, like, anything that would have stood out? Anything that would have set off, like, a red flag? Make an insight check. Fifteen. One five. Very nice. Oh, I think I, uh uh-oh. 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 You made him go away. Yeah, I killed Groovy completely. One sec. Rip Groovy. Groovy didn't deserve that. I remember what I was going to say, by the way. It wasn't a question. Oh, good. Good light. What were you going to say? It was just that um, either that's about the time that we went to the thingy and then he first heard about Delilah. What are you, are you high right now? Oh, What's yeah. no, no, no! He's wondering if the three month ago, three months ago, oh. was connected yeah, to if the time lines like, up. If something happened there, or if something he got taken over, possessed, or something. Uh, three months ago, we hadn't met yet. I don't think. I think that was only like a month ago. We were in it's like a month and a half. I think. Yeah, about thirty-seven days. Interesting. It's We've been friends for a very short amount of time. Wow, it feels like years. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Were our individual quests about three months ago? <clears throat> well, not individual, but our like two-person ones. Uh, yeah, probably maybe more like two months ago. Okay. Um, Just so probably probably not linked. Um, yeah. And then let me see. Now that I've got the music going, you got a 15 for insight. You would see um, every once in a while when you tell him a personal story, um, he seems to like empathize in a way that makes you think that he might have spent a little bit of time moonlighting on the street sort of thing. Oh. Like, you know, you say this sort of criminal thing and he kind of, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And he kind of, like, he knows a little bit. He gets it a little more than I expect him to get it? Yeah. Do you talk Mm -hmm. about it like I talk about crime? No. Mm -mm. (laughs) Remember when we do crime stuff? (laughs) Don't you know about that? So she doesn't know that he's part of the thing? Crime, crime, crime! I'm aware that there's like a, there's what are you aware of? Tell me. There's a difference between being part of an organization and actually doing stuff on the street with getting your hands dirty. Low level. Got it. <clears throat> so, um, is there anything that Shell wants to do? Has everybody got a little bit of a scene before we uh, go to the morning? You just no. went to sleep? You went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Did you take the rest of the cool. cake with you? Yes. <laughs> He's just covered in cake. It's a beautiful room in bed. Covered in oh, cake. Yeah. I imagine. <laughs> Alright. Then there is something that happens before the uh, before sun rises. Uh, Delilah hears uh, something outside her window. And you look up and look out and you see someone sort of creeping by um uh it's like a human-sized form like a person looks sort of like thieving like uh in dark uh sort of black and blue leathers can i throw a dagger at them uh you're looking through a closed window but you could um sort of move forward and carefully open a door to get out onto the balcony. Yes. Remember when Amanda okay, so did play d I just really want to throw daggers at everyone. Um, stealth check? There's a person? Throw a dagger at that person. Yeah, stealth check. Twenty-six. Dang! I have a plus ten. (laughs) Rhodes, am I right? 
Uh, okay, then, um, so you go up to the door and you carefully open it. And, uh, by the time you are sort of there, this person is about 40 feet away from you, um, heading towards, uh, Gabriel's, um, doorway that goes through the bathroom and into the, uh, room. This person clearly has not noticed you and you can see, um, now that you're out there, that it is a woman with sort of long, uh, silvery white hair that's being covered mostly by a hood, but you can see a little bit of it. Um, I would like to throw a dagger, but I'm not necessarily doing it to kill the person, but I want to, like, injure or slow them down. Okay. Because like, I'm like, oh, it's not really my house. Like, maybe this person has a reason for doing this, but also, like, this is super suspicious. Maybe they have a reason for doing it, so I'm just gonna maim them. I don't know. It's All rude right. to throw a dagger at people that you don't know. Maybe it's like his booty call. Him. I don't know. So go ahead <sighs> and uh, make an attack roll. Uh, you would have advantage because they don't know you're there. Oh, I can see. Okay. Oh. Um, what am I at? Seven. 24. That'll hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Ooh, with sneak attack. Unless you were choosing not to do, like, a whole bunch of damage, you could choose not to sneak attack. Couldn't she sneak attack non-lethally? Uh, no. Mm, Not with a dagger. Not with a thrown dagger, yeah. I was picturing you being, like, sneakily non-lethally, but then she still passes out and dies anyways because she falls to her death. Um, okay, so... Can you remind me again what I'm rolling, then? Uh, if it's the dagger, it's 1d4 plus your uh, dexterity okay. modifier. 1d4 plus 4. Your battery is running low. Damn, groovy. Six. Okay, so you throw the dagger out, and um, it, like... Where are you aiming? Where do you want it to hit? Uh, I would say, like, legs. Like, maybe knee. Okay, so like sort of in the back of the knee, and it's just kind of ah, meaty, and you hear or like a woman's... thigh, thigh. Okay, and you hear like her, you hear her call out, and she hits the ground and turns around, and she's pulled a dagger, and she th- like goes to throw it, and then sees you, and drops it. By the way, is Delilah butt naked right now? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh yeah, she, she was not wearing any clothes when any of this happened. <laughs> she's still got a bandolier of daggers on. She's got them right beside her bed. When she saw the shadow, she grabbed daggers as she got up. Um, okay, so I tried to just share that only to Amanda. Oh. But that's not fair. Yeah, that's not fair. It's not fair for you to show the Jorhastian assassin to only Amanda. So it's a dark um, uh, on roll twenty. It'll now be in your journal. Don't look, Corey. If we can't see, you can't see. I can't see anything under the woman. Okay. And she's a dark-skinned, elven-looking woman with long white hair. She's gorgeous. And she says, "Oh, I, I'm sorry." Um, I, ah, you got me with a dagger. And who, who are does you? that? And she kind of looks uh, at you and looks at um, Lord Gabriel's room, and uh, she stands up and kind of holds the dagger in her leg and pulls it out. It was a good shot. Thank you. I my first reaction when I see someone sneaking around in the night. I see I have some things I must explain to you. And then her face kind of ripples and changes, and it's Lord Gabriel. What? What? And Delilah's just standing there being like, uh... Still butt naked. You're a very pretty woman also. Thank you. It is it is the form that I prefer, but Lord Gabriel is who I must be. 
so many questions. Holy shit, Eric. I would like to answer those for you. But I must be more honest, as though it is my preferred form. It is not the one I was born with. I'm sorry I threw a dagger at you. I snuck by your room. I understand this. I needed to be out in the city. I like to run when I am happy. And we're going to share another picture as her face or his face changes again. (laughs) I'm so. And so all of the color sort of drains out to a very pale bluish white. Uh, The eyes are sort of a um, like a a full white, no irises or uh, or pupils. Uh, Long white hair, and you can see sort of those are the leathers. that she is wearing. Don't you look, Corey? I had to help her. She was struggling a lot. Sorry, I didn't know what that picture was named, so I couldn't find it. Ah, um, uh, yes. So stop looking, Corey. Jesus. Stop looking. Okay, you've already helped her. Stop looking. So is this your preferred form, then? This is what I was born with. The name I was given was Vane. I I my family and I work for the myriad often in assassinations we were sent to make sure that Lord Gabriel was ready to pay his debts I came up with another plan. Was that Vain V A I N? Vain V A E M. So you assassinated Lord Gabriel and took his place? No, he is very much alive. But yes, I have his place. Where is he? Secreted away within. We keep an eye on him and keep him safe, but the myriad, they are happy with this arrangement. He was not a smart man. Very foolish. With me in his place, the myriad gets paid what they, what he owed them. So I have a very weird question here, but how does this work? Because the whole agreement was the fact that we were supposed to have children. That is not a problem. If you prefer a man, I can be a man. Can you reproduce? What? I can. This is the way I... My people are called changelings. Hmm. So could, like, could you be Lord Gabriel one night, and then could you be the form I just saw, like, another night? Yes. Hmm... Well, I feel like this has been a very interesting conversation, and I have just realized that I am still not wearing clothing. Uh, I am am not complaining. Yeah, um, so does know this? Sorry, say again, you cut out. Does everybody in the house know this? Does everybody here know this? Just those who were at dinner. I'm you would be happy to know that Fi very much enjoyed your company. He gives his blessing. That is my birth father. Oh. <laughs> He's the one that I was super friendly with. Interesting. So what is Bin's relation then? Childhood friend. They are a, a bit protective, but we have always watched each other's backs. We came up together in, in the syndicate. So, can they all change the way you can change? Yes, we are not all related, but the Myriad gathered many of us across um, acro- across the continent, brought us together to serve them. 
Huh. So I, I feel like we need a word so that I know that I'm actually talking to you. If any of them could take your form, how will I know if I'm talking to you or any of them? That is very, very poor manners. Um, it is not something that we do amongst each other. Um, there are rules. Okay, so just in case, just in case I'm feeling like I'm going to be tricked or something, if I ask you for the word, the word is going to be broccoli. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to name another vegetable. I was going to say kale. I will... I will give you this broccoli, yes. You just have to understand how shocked I am right now and that this is not the conversation I thought we would be having. Like... I don't know what is happening, but this is definitely not what I thought was happening. And I understand if it is not if it is um, something that you are feeling a little bit um, reserved about. But the myriad has blessed this to continue as a union, should we choose. So you could take any form I wanted. Mine. <laughs> yes. Um, I must if it is a specific person I must have seen them before but we are we have this ability yeah no like I'm not against any of this <laughs> I mean, you know I, it, I'm glad. were you ever going to tell me yes I, of, of course I would not keep a secret such as this from someone to marry I just wanted to get to know you better so that it okay, would not okay. be. Can I roll an insights to see if that's true? Yeah, for sure. I'm shipping the hell out of this. <laughs> <laughs> One, I'm crazy shocked by all of the events that have just transpired. Mm-hmm. Two, that's hot as hell. I only got a nine. Three? Um, I just two. They seem very, very earnest okay. and trying to, uh, you know, put the best spin on this. They really okay. Do. Um okay. So what like do you automatically go into one form when you sleep or does it cha- like can you keep a form when you sleep? Like is that We can take this inside. I can answer all of your questions. Um okay. I it is like wearing a comfortable shirt. You choose what you are wearing and you stay until you choose to change it. Oh, okay. 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 So I, I just like wanted to make sure out. that I wouldn't like go to sleep next to someone and then wake up. Like I just feel like that could be alarming. And then daggers. Like I don't want to <laughs> continuously throw daggers at you. I feel like that could be tough on a relationship. I could see that, yes, but it is not a problem. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go to sleep now. <laughs> all, I'm all right. Well, then right, we shall. Then we shall speak in the morning. Good night. You're not going to help them with their leg, with their stab wound? <laughs> it's, it's, you know, she's actually like a level eight rogue, so. She or they? She, he, they. It really is whatever they choose. Uh, born, um, yeah, uh, born female, uh, prefers female, but happy male. A real important question. At what point did they encounter a Jorhassian? <laughs> At what point did yeah. uh, Lord Gabriel? No, I, they were just talking about Jorhass. You're the one who assumed Jorhassian assassin. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, and you, you described exactly a Jorhassian, so, you know. Uh, no, actually, just. Um, uh, just like natural dark skin, not not okay. a drop. Well, that blew my mind, and I'm super glad we only release podcasts and not videos of Patrick and I freaking out, losing our freaking, freaking, out, freaking out, out hard. I was like, <laughs> "What is Corey?" Going on? Well, I mean, Corey freaks out about everything, though. So it's all right. I have one more thing to actually land on this cliffhanger. So Delilah um, goes back to bed. Um. And uh, Lord Gabriel, aka Vayam, uh, which is Vayam Vox. Vox or Vox? Vox, V O X. 
V-O-K-S, actually. Yeah. Stop showing off. You've seen the picture, Corey. All right. I will share the pictures because, you know, if we were around a table, everybody see it anyway. So this is what Delilah saw. She's very pretty. What she threw the dagger at? Well, I didn't know anything. We also don't see. Maybe zoom out? Hmm. Nope. Because it pops up. Oh, I can see why. Can I see all the people? What people? There we go. Shit! Yeah! That's their preferred form, so you should let her keep that. What's around the eyes and the mouth? Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, could be Lord Gabriel one night, and then this form another night? Mm Mm-hmm. I would take that form every... Oh, that's creepy. I don't like that one. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Cool. But, like, creepy cool. Yeah, and that's the actual. That's the actual armor with sort of the uh, the blue leather, the tight black pants, daggers everywhere, and a hand crossbow. You should get a hand crossbow. I should also. This person was just made for Delilah. Like, come on, Delilah doesn't have to actually make. Doesn't have to actually make a decision. Could literally be with a different person every night. This person loves daggers as much as Delilah does. This what is a like strange, a match made in heaven. What an incredibly strange basis for a relationship. <laughs> and super rich. And super rich. But also and really crime. Poor. Super crime. crime. Right. What do you mean? This is a match made in heaven. So much debt. Well, yeah, but less so now. It, I'm so upset that I don't get to date that lady. So. Oh, that's Amanda's lady. Mm-hmm. So, um... The rest of you are having a very nice sleep through the evening, and then the one thing that we're going to end off on is that Shell wakes up with a bar around his neck, sort of pulling his head backwards. And someone leans in over you um, and says, Where is he, Michelle? Where did he go? What? what? Who? What? Who are you? Do I recognize him? Who's this person? The person, um, sort of, uh, leaning over you is this, uh, human woman, dark skin, dreadlocks, tricorn hat, and, uh, she's got sort of like the, um, the hilt of a or no, she would she would have a scabbarded sword, is what it would be, is pulling your neck up, and you look around, and there are four other people in the room with you, two men and two more women, and they all look very pirate-like. Oh my and god! And they look down at you and say, "He jumped ship, and you'll pay." Tell us where your brother is. Whoa. And that's where we'll pick it up next time. No, we won't. We'll play for (laughs) six more hours and we'll get all the secrets. This has been such a fun one. Guess whose secrets are catching up with him, Shell? I thought, you know, we went to a different continent. We were avoiding all of See, I'm totally cool because all my stuff's back on Taldore. So we're good over here. So Is it did Patrick? I, I thought so too, Patrick. What? I thought so too. I, it better maybe, be. It maybe better be all back secret. over there. Maybe your secrets end up being good things. I don't have secrets. It's fine. Mine did. Mine are clearly not. Well, yeah. Pirates oh, in your bedroom? Who knew? That was so much fun, Merrick. Holy yeah. shit. Thanks, also, I uh, I put pictures of uh, the people standing over Shell in the Discord chat. Discord chat. Oh, wow. Do you look intense? <clears throat> Whoa, those are some piratey pirates. Yeah. So it's the captain that's over me, eh? The last picture? Yes, the lady with the tricorn hat. Yeah. Wow. One of them is telekinetic. And then there's a, a red-bearded man with a long sword and a short sword. A very large man with a full black mane of hair with multiple weapons. So many oh. skulls on him. 
Yeah, why he's you, made out of people. Why do you think this one's telekinetic instead of just bouncing it up and down and was caught mid-action shot? That's, that's ridiculous. I think thing. That. Uh, that one is actually holding uh, some sort of weird tube-like de- No, actually. Yeah, no, there's a shell, not Tarkan. Some sort of weird tube-like device pointed at you. <laughs> and, uh, the last one is uh, an elven woman holding two sort of scimitar type weapons. She, she's huh. real pretty. Her outfit is definitely fashion over function. Yeah. Who wears what a tube top about? to fight? You don't think breast bindings is a combat capable outfit? No. Tube top is ever practical. I also was just thinking, like, the one-arm fishnet stocking. <laughs> you know, sometimes that arm gets a little bit chillier than the other. But just a tad. Just a smidge. Don't want to Doesn't it look intimidating? <laughs> no. Maybe that's her uh, fish-catching arm. <laughs> she just sticks her whole arm in the water and drags it through and pulls out some minnows. Yeah. Uh, she has two. She has two fishnets. There's just a half coat that she's pulled off of. Yeah, one arm. It's very weird. These are the facts. Because um, she was wounded, and that's why she has her chest bound. She broke a rib. Yeah, that's. A weird... But she's only wearing one glove. So why do you assume that there's a sleeve under the other one? You can see the sleeve. You can see the sleeve. Yeah, sticking out oh, at the you bottom. Can see it. Where you totally you can. I'm You're right. Back. Yeah. Yeah, you were both correct. Although I don't think they find you if you break a rib. I feel like that would make that worse. Uh, First of all, pirates. One glove. Second of all, pirates. Yeah, they might not have the best idea of medicine. What about the worst? They're just like, it's sore, wrap it up. Maybe she's very busty and she wanted to maneuver in combat without the coat because the coat was like she was getting too hot from her fever from her for her wound or so she bound her, her bosom to or, be held tightly against her so they would not go raucous upon her or maybe yes. she was like in disguise as a male or something previously and she uh, no longer needs, boobs? yeah, for that purpose. And like then, now and then, yeah. Also, why is her head smoky? She is Questions. smoking. All she has no so cigarette. Hot. But can we go to Pirate Hagrid for a second? Pirate Hagrid like, brought up. Um, he's so hairy coming out of his pants. I was just looking directly at that. Yeah. It's a, it's a treasure trail. Oh. He's a pirate. Oh, oh God. X marks the spot. That treasure trail. <laughs> I don't like right now, it's like a treasure forest. A treasure uh, also, labyrinth. That's what let's point out that he, his arms are clearly as big as a human's, or his hands are as big as a human's rib cage. Mm-hmm. We don't know those aren't gnome rib cages. Yeah, I don't assume that's a very good name. point. He killed two gnomes to make his swords. And a giant Either for way. his back leg axe. Back I leg would axe, assume that would just be a regular person. You can have uh, a knee in your axe. Yeah, yeah that, that leg is definitely from a sea giant. Oh. It's just it's a very leg. Tiny Got feet. it. Yeah. Got it. Can well, you imagine you can't... if that was just your, like, your shin... So your knee was all the way to the top, but your feet were that little? Okay, <laughs> you guys can't see in between. Right past where the bone is shown, there's a joint. Yeah. And then there's another bone, another long bone. And then there's a third one that reaches up to the top. Yeah, but and then, then it's all sealed to together. That. Yeah. What? Mm, they're talking about how it's... Yeah, and, it's then, it's, bones. and then it's like, um, yeah, attached or, or it's got like, you know, middle bits. No, his his weapon now has a natural weakness. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It, no, it has joints so that when he swings, it like flexes out and like super attacks. No, actually, what happened is it is one foot 
and shin bone that has been magically extended. That's so weird. Now, can he set it down and it just stands? <laughs> like if he's like at a club, he just <laughs> wait here. All of the clubs he goes to, and then people like walk up to it, and uh, the skulls on the tops start talking to people. They hit them. I did. I did killing the guy with the red beard. He looks like a dink. Yeah, I just don't like him. Yeah, he looks like a big dink. I don't he like him. He's like, got way too much attitude. Yeah, he looks like every person in a gangster movie that dies first. I love, I love his fur collar. <laughs> what is that pattern on his like sleeve inside sleeves? Yeah, okay. he's got like, an argyle pattern on the sleeves, argyle, and then his, yeah. his pants are like the really poofy, almost like bard pirate pants. He's got a look. He's trying so I hard. I love it. <laughs> he's like the Macklemore of pirates. Yeah. Yes. Also, he's gonna sing thrift shop. <laughs> if you look at that, his long sword does not match the sheath. His sword Why? is too short. Yep. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's so broken. He has a bigger sheath to compensate. So that it looks like he's carrying a really big sword. And then he pulls out <laughs> like a foot shorter of a sword and hopes nobody will notice. He's trying so hard. Yeah. It's real close, though. If you actually, like, use your hand as a caliper. I was doing that. Literally doing that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Anyways, yeah. What is it? No, we, can't. we have to discuss this more. Pirate we haven't mocked the other people yet. Yeah. Well, the this other ones don't. This was so much fun. This was a very was fun really game. Fun. Yeah. Thanks, I'm so scared. I was very excited for it. I yeah, need to play right, right away. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rise of the Ancients. Episodes are released on Fridays. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at SkyhammerK and on Instagram at SkyhammerPress. If you want some outtakes, keep listening after I stop talking. Thank what you. is that? What am I looking at? This is something I pulled out of my desk and I was laughing about. It's like a stationary set of Disney cards that I got in Disneyland and I haven't used yet because they just feel so special. And I just realized that was 12 years ago. Oh! Wow. <laughs> and I've never used them because they're... I just <laughs> How many cards is it? It's um two of each type and they're like the different places so there's one for Frontierland one for Adventureland one for Main Street one for Tomorrowland and I think at this point I'll just keep them forever or you <laughs> could write be like, like super special like each kid on their 10th birthday they get like a super special card that you write out like a whole thing in it she doesn't even want to give them to her kids she doesn't no <laughs> I do not blame her <laughs> that they're was sticky. the look kids the are look sticky. was like I could do that, but I wouldn't give it to them till they were like 20. 30, because, yeah, kids suck. That's no, fair. That's they have fair. to find it like in a, a locked chest. Or you could it's do it laminated. like... laminated. I did like house. a letter for Jordan when she turned 13 of all the things that I hope she like remembers and like, you know, like, I don't know, laminated. just like a teenager thing. They have four. I know, but I'm just saying she could do something like that Love if she wanted. I'm just, just going to put them in my will to the kids. Just the <laughs> blank ones. And they're going to be so confused. Like, <laughs> and mom left us cards. Stationery? Stationery? That's it. That's it. Nothing else. It just, it's <laughs> one She's line. never even mentioned it before. Dad left us everything. Mom, mom left us cards? And we have to share them? (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's four of each type. Or there's four types. There you go. There you go. But then they have to open them, which is what you don't want to do. No, no, no. They're not in envelopes yet. But the envelopes do match the places they're from. No, here it is. It's way in the future. And uh, life has passed from your mortal forms. Your children receive an envelope in the mail. They're all separated, scattered across the United States, because that's where all things take place. Uh, it has to happen. One of them has to be in New York, and one of them has to be in L.A. That's very key to this story. 
because it has to be a rainy night in New York when one of them is getting home to their apartment from their job in photography. Uh, it's Ronan. He's, <laughs> he's just got home to his apartment. It's been a rough few weeks, and he's he's been down on his down on his luck. He's the rent is piling up, uh, and inside is a stationery from Disneyland. He's very confused uh, as to why where why did it, where did this come from? It came from mom. How is that possible? It's a map. Wait, it's a quarter of a map. <laughs> I mean, you just wrote uh, the next great novel. Yeah, except Patrick, you gotta remember this is me. So at the end of this whole novel, the map's gonna lead them to absolutely nothing. Yeah, they'll get confused. It'll be like halfway through, it'll be like a really well-written story, and then it'll just go to nothing. And they'll be like, wait a second, this doesn't make any sense. Is there a secret here? I feel like we're missing something. The secret was inside of them the entire (laughs) time. They lose the map. It gets destroyed. No, they can't lose the map. That's insane. They have Don't to. Worry, it's all they've all separated. Well, it was Jen's ghost trying to bring heads. these children back together because they were all yeah. living across the country, and she That's wanted them to it. have a connection again. That's why yeah. it doesn't matter yeah. that it gets destroyed. Um, but that is going to Jen- be the moral of the story. But really, I'm just going to send them some place that like wraps up a horrid pun. And so I didn't <laughs> care about any of their bonding. I just wanted to like mom joke them one more time. And then it's just a picture of you from one minute from now going. <laughs> and they're like, um, it's almost are, cruel. <laughs> are they pretty pictures? Like, do you, you could just frame them. No, no pretty. Okay. okay. Why are you keeping them then? Because <laughs> they're special. Because they're from Disneyland and they're collectors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't frame those. Oh, that's adorable. Now, when you open that, a quarter of a map. And then in one side is a quarter of a map. The other side is a series of numbers and a weird symbol written sideways. Merrick went into another fugue state, <laughs> spread out all the cards, and then wrote them in one piece. Don't you dare fugue state all over my cards. What a <laughs> sentence that I'm glad was being captured. Yeah. Uh, what a crazy twist and turn. You absolute uh, yeah, that was awesome. weaver of webs, you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Good night, friends. It's so good to see you. So you guys Sunday? For two of you? No, Witcher. (gasps) See you guys on Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, see you Saturday. (laughs) 